You're listening to Stumps, your weekly update for everything cricket. Simon O'Donnell and Nims is all with you, and the Women's Ashes start tomorrow. We've got on the line someone who I'm pretty sure got their baggy green before their pea plates. I remember talking to Elise Perry <laughs> yeah. on the cricket show. I, I, I think she'd played her first year, so we're going back... Ooh, Long time. Elise Perry joins us. G'day, Elise. How are you? <laughs> Hello, guys. I'm well. I've got a bit of a complex about my age now, but um, <laughs> besides that, I'm good. Actually, don't you worry too much, Elise. I was just thinking about mine. I thought, oh, I shouldn't have even said that. <laughs> don't worry, Elise. Now, just just quickly, too, um, what did you get first? Did you get your pea plates first, or did you get your first uh, call up to, with the baggy green? Ooh. Um, I think I would have had my L's when I started playing for Australia. Jeez, I'll tell you what. Uh, but you know what? You've got you've got the first one-day international tomorrow. And uh, the thing was, there was no warm-up mm. games because obviously the weather up in Brisbane has been rather mm. horrible. But you girls had an intra-squad hit out. Uh, aside from the WNCL games heading into the uh, into the Ashes, do you reckon that's affected mm. your performance since you haven't been able to get to, get together as a squad? Um, oh, I don't think so. We've we've sort of all had really good pre-seasons um, in our home states and before that the World Cup. So, you know, really girls have had probably about four weeks off cricket this year and that's it and the rest of the time they've been playing or preparing. So, um, you know, all the girls that are in the squad pre- performed really well in the, the first round of WNCL this series. And then, as you said, the weather hasn't been too kind to us up in Brisbane. I'm actually just looking outside our window at a pretty bleak old day again today. But, you know, we've had a little bit of a chance to, to um, be on turf during this week. We had a good hit out yesterday, importantly, and got 50 overs in. So um, I, I think actually there's a real sense of calm around the group and, and not too much of a worry about what the weather's done to us this week because we've had such a good lead-in. So, um, yeah, it's frustrating, but you can't really do anything about it. And I think, you know, given that we've we've had a good um, prep mm-hmm. um, for the last couple of months, it's fine. Whereas, I suppose, in some senses, England have sort of had to come from pretty bad weather to uh, more bad weather over <laughs> here. So it's probably affected their preparations a little bit more. Elise, you mentioned the World Cup earlier and Australia didn't uh, reach the expected heights that you wanted during that series. How have you addressed that leading into here or have you addressed it or just left it in the uh, in the back room and said, no, let's get on and be positive and, and look to the future? Yeah, we had a, a camp as a squad about a month ago and um, we addressed it there and, and had a couple of really good sessions. I, I guess just the debrief it and um, you know really pick out what the crucial things were that went wrong and then how we're going to rectify them and um, you know I, th- I think since then we've sort of parked the World Cup itself but really focused on on just improving those things that are, are going to you know make our performance a lot better so I think it was a really good thing in a lot of ways it sort of sharpened our focus and focus and given us a really good idea of what we need to do to be better and consistent um, you know and, and beat you know, the best teams in the world and, and England are that at the moment. So, um, yeah, it, it was good for us in a lot of ways and I think everyone's now really excited to, to host, be hosting them here in Australia in our conditions and um, I guess hopefully make them really uncomfortable and, you know, playing some, some really good cricket. Elise, one of the things that's really fascinating about the Women's Ashes is it's done, it's decided mm. on a points format with four to the winner of the Test Match, two for the one day and 2020. But uh, you've got three, mm. you've got three one days, then a day-night Test then three 2020s mm-hmm. in this in a very short time frame. How does chopping and changing between you know white ball yeah. and red ball format, especially actually no, this would be a pink ball because you got a day night test on November 9th. Yeah, 
Yeah, I really love it, actually. I think all the girls have, have really enjoyed the challenge of this series. It's very unique. Um, you know, we don't play it in any other series against anyone else. So um, I think it's this will be the fourth or fifth time that we've done it. Um, and, it, yeah, as I said, I think the challenge is, is quite big because you've got to, um, I guess, transition between the formats so quickly. Um, you know, often the squad doesn't change too much because, um, you know, in reality women's cricket's played mostly in limited overs format. So the test match is probably the biggest challenge for, for each side because adjusting to that and playing that um, is quite tricky in amongst all the limited overs cricket we play. But um, it's, uh, yeah, I think I love it because it's such a true test of, of the team's ability and, and consistency and you've kind of got no chance to slip up because, um, yeah, it all keeps rolling on. So uh, it's a great, great concept and it's really worked well for us. Is there a, a part of, or one of one of those three forms of the game, at least, that you think the Australians are better than um, in one than the other? And also, same question with England. Do you think England are a better one-day team, Test team, or twenty twenty team? Um, yeah, it's really hard to comment on the Test side of things because we don't play it often enough, and we only play against one another. You know once every couple of years so in a lot of senses I think that that sort of just comes down to each match and, and basically who who plays the best there but uh, in the limited overs stuff I think you know we've been really consistent with the one day format in the last couple of years and you know by the World Cup we've sort of been the form team mm-hmm. um, over the last few years um, and you know in the T20 side of things I think because it's that short format you know you see a lot of a lot of um, matches go different ways because I think it brings teams closer together so um, you know for all intents and purposes I think we're really really evenly matched and I think history would show that over the last five years in terms of the the win-loss record between the two sides it's so close all the time uh, Elise, one thing that I, I do want to mention is the fact that there's so many me- uh, members of the New South Wales Breakers who you you know play for uh, in the WNCL. Uh, obviously, Rachel Haynes, the new captain of uh, Australia, captains the Breakers. But you also mm-hmm. got uh, you know Alex Blackwell, Alyssa Healy, who also are in tremendous run of form. The, the fact that you guys, um, yes, you, you do go state versus state, but when you guys are a kind of tight units um, together when you're playing WNCL. And sort of each team would be like that. Do you all come together as one? And because you've played together so seamlessly beforehand, does it all mesh together as one? Or is there a kind of thing where you got to sort of say to yourself, oh, geez, okay, got the green and gold on now, not playing for the breakers. <laughs> Take my blue glasses off. Yeah. Um, no, not so much. Um, I think we've actually had really quite a um, consistent group of players in the Australian setup probably for the last five or six years now. We've all played a lot of cricket together and um, whilst as a New South Welshman it's really nice to have a number of teammates in the Australian setup. I think once you come together um, we all kind of gel really well to, with, with each other because we know each other so well and um, we spend a lot of time in camps as well, mm-hmm. um, especially up here in Brisbane with the National Cricket Centre and um, you know, we get together really regularly during the year. So yeah, I didn't, I didn't probably never really look at it like that but um i guess when the squad's named it's always nice when when there's a number of uh, new south wales players in it <laughs> at least um meg lanning has been such an influence on women's cricket right around the world and in particular the australian team you've played with her for a long time mm. she's out injured will she have a role during this mm. ashes with the squad uh yeah good question i'm sure um she'll pop in and 
in, into the, the squad at different times. I think probably for her at the moment, her biggest concern and um, you know, efforts are, are being put into her rehab because you know, we'd love to have her back as soon as, as possible. And I think a large part of you know her priorities is, is getting her shoulder right. Um, but yeah, I think we'll, we'll certainly have her around. I mean, obviously she's the regular captain of the team as well and has a huge role to play on and off the field. So yeah, I, I think she'll pop up. I'm not really sure when, to be honest. And you know, she's normally pretty busy doing player appearances and all that kind of stuff too. So I'm sure she's being put under the pump with that. So um, yeah, she was up with our camp um, a month or so ago, and I know she's um, yeah really looking to hopefully be fit um, as soon as she can. So. Yeah, I'm not sure when Meg will be around, but I'm sure she will be. Well, Elisa, one last question before I let you go. Mm-hmm. And um, Jodie Hicks uh, of the Sydney Sixers was recently in the news <laughs> because she was lucky enough to be uh, drafted by the GWS Giants to play in the AFLW. Now, Simon O'Donnell has played uh, cricket and football at the elite level. You've played uh, cricket yep. and soccer at the very elite level. And it's great to see young Jodie Hicks uh, do the same thing. Um, how much advice did she ask from you uh, when, when she was making this decision? <laughs> Uh, we chatted a little bit. I think, to be honest, Jodie's a um, a very talented young girl, and um, you know I've seen her play a little bit of AFL, and she's very, very good. And she's absolutely wonderful to have around. The Sydney Sixers set up as well, so um, I think when she was speaking about it, um, you know myself, but also I think everyone in, in the team, and especially our coach Ben Sawyer, was really keen for her to have a go at both sports, and if she got the opportunity through the draft to be picked up in one of those sides. Um, yeah, to, to definitely jump at it, and um, I think we we're really excited. We've been texting her and saying we'll definitely try and come along to a few GWS matches throughout the AFLW season. Even though I'm a Swan supporter, um, <laughs> I'm, I'm happy to support the the Western Sydney girls um, in the competition. So yeah, it's really nice to see her doing that. And um, yeah, I guess more broadly speaking, the amount of opportunities there are now for elite female athletes across so many sports um, is just tremendous and it's so nice to see. So, yeah, I'm really excited for Jodie and um, looking forward to the summer. Great stuff. Well, Elise, we thank you so much for joining us here on Stump this morning. Best of luck in the women's ashes and hopefully uh, we'll come back still holding that urn at the end of it. <laughs> yeah, thanks, guys. It's a great challenge for us, but, uh, yeah, really hoping to, to do well. So it should be great.